What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now in a video we posted just days ago with the future of Marvel Studios attached to the end of the title, we offered some small discourse on what we thought would happen in our opinion if Marvel Studios in fact can't release Black Widow safely in theaters by the end of the year. Now incidentally enough, Synchronicity would have it, The Hollywood Reporter running a story today much in the same light but coming from one of their analysts in the industry saying that he doesn't see theaters coming back to the middle of 2021. We're going to break down exactly what he said in the interview, someone who's definitely qualified to make that call, what he sees it meaning for the future of the MCU, and more specifically, what it means for the future of the Black Widow film, whether we'd actually get it directly on Disney+, Plus. the huge problem with that, or if we're going to have to wait till summer of 2021. Like I said, we're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So just moments ago in the prologue, I referred to the analyst who's consulted in this Hollywood Reporter story as someone who's in the industry, but to be specific, he's a stock analyst. What they do is sort of rate stocks and what's going on with companies based on how they see the landscape. Why this is super important is that he came out and said that he's cutting stock on Disney altogether because he doesn't see films or theaters back in full swing until at least midsummer of next year, 2021. This is the exact quote. We had previously assumed that where we would be right now would be relatively halted with social distancing requirements significantly lessened by the end of 2020. Instead, what we have now is an extended timeline till at least mid 2021. The situation remains very fluid and we do not rule out the possibility that the impact could last even longer. Now, while the rest of the article also focuses on Disney's theme parks being closed, how that affects their fiscal year 2020, which actually ends in the end of September. It's weird sometimes how companies do this. The fiscal year is not the same as the calendar year. Either way, this guy is reporting on the future of the company and being realistic from a financial aspect, saying, hey, look, theaters back in the end of this year just doesn't seem likely, especially how things have been going in the United States real recently. Well, what does that mean for Black Widow? Obviously, it would be best suited for the company after an almost full year delay at this point to go ahead and release it on Disney Plus via VOD, but we all know what happened between AMC and Regal Theaters and Universal when they decided to go ahead and release Trolls on VOD. They basically blackballed themselves out of theaters. Now listen, that's a lot of infighting between two companies that sort of rely on each other. Theaters need movies to be made so that they can sell tickets, but also movies need theaters to go ahead and show their movies so they can sell tickets as well. And what you're seeing there is two partners fighting out in the open when one is deciding to break faith with the other. But there's a good reason you haven't seen other movie studios, namely Marvel and or Disney, do anything like that because they don't want to rock that boat. And also, I think there's a large number of us all across the industry, consumers, connoisseurs, and purveyors alike, who think that anything less than a box office release for Black Widow and a solo movie for Scarlett Johansson that's a long time coming would just somehow be less than. But by the end of the year, if theaters aren't back in full swing and it's all the way till next summer before they can recoup a box office on a film like this, Disney may be left with no other choice. Now listen, I know about all the rumors that were out there. We reported on every single one of them back at first when Black Widow was delayed and before we got an official re-release date from Marvel Studios, but that seemed to divide people into two very clear schools of thought. One that 
Marvel Studios and Disney would never release a major motion picture like this on video, on demand, no matter what happens, and others who thought it was only a matter of time before that's their only option. It'll be interesting to see what the rumors and thoughts are now, considering that we may be looking at the possibility of theaters going back closed and not open till next summer. Will Marvel Studios and Disney really choose to side with movie theaters and on the side of the box office and wait it out? What you can be assured of, if they chose to do that, is that when we finally were able to go back to movie theaters, if Black Widow was to lead it all off, I think then you could possibly hope to recoup the same amount of box office as long as people feel safe going to theaters that they would have in the first place. But here's the actual reality of it, and like I said in the prologue, we did a video on this just two videos ago. No matter what happens, all the same people, all the same actors and actresses, all the same production crew will be working on these films. And although the box offices may shrink and the numbers may shrink, it'll be the same talent involved. Either way, you don't have to worry about the future of Marvel Studios. One way or another, the content will get made. But my final thought is this. It's not going to be the same unless we can sit in a packed theater and watch these movies together. Yes, will we all watch from our couch with our loved ones and or friends, close-knit families, the people that we've been hanging out with during quarantine, and enjoy the movies just the same, of course. But it's the camaraderie, it's the event, it's the group feeling of seeing these Marvel movies with other fans that you know are as committed to the genre and the culture as we are that makes it feel more of a community, more like a collective. And that's the thing that I'm worried about most for the future of Marvel Studios. Will it come back someday? Absolutely. In the meantime, I think a lot of us are going to miss that and we can only hope for the best, but in light of a lot of other things that are going on, of course, this is extremely secondary. And on that note, I hope all of you are still finding a way to live a fulfilled and happy life and remaining safe. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. What do you think about this? Could you see theaters being open by the end of the year? If you do think they were going to be open by the end of the year, are you in fact going to go see Black Widow if it comes out in November? Is there anything that would deter you? And if not, if you think they're still going to be closed until the beginnings of next year, would you feel like it would be less than for a Black Widow franchise for them to end up putting this on VOD? Quite frankly, if we get the other Disney Plus shows, I will not mind if they hold on to Black Widow for as long as they need until we can get back to theaters. I think Scarlett Johansson deserves that. I think the Black Widow character deserves that. And I also like the delineation between major motion pictures and a video on demand release. However, they don't finish those Disney Plus shows. We don't get any Marvel content till 2021. Man, Disney, you better drop that Black Widow. That's all I'm trying to say. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below in the comments. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. Of course, we'll switch over to the PlayStation 5, but we're a long way off that. So for now, PlayStation 4 Pro, it is the next of which 700,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes at the channel. The first of which is this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. These are limited in edition, and on top of that, they are no way an action figure. Standing almost a full 3 feet tall, 30 inches, these are immaculately sculpted museum quality products. This one's from XM Studios, which ships internationally. We have our hands on one here, we're giving away at the channel, as well as our third Infinity Saga box set. Now, if you guys know anything about these, these sold out in pre-order all the way back in last year. And since then, on the secondary market, they have shot up in value. This is going to be the third and final one we give away here at the channel. If you want to be entered to win any of the prizes, all the same rules will always apply. 
hit the subscribe button, notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos, and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do, scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always guys, thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around, we'll be posting again real real soon. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie, Maximum Effort. This is going to be my new Deadpool, Marvel, X-Men, Disney Plus video. There were a couple big announcements and some cool stuff that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman were doing last week. So if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. We'll do a new Amazon giveaway. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know what you want them to do with Deadpool in the MCU. Really big stuff first, just starting with number five. If you didn't see what was going on, recently Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds were celebrating the anniversary of the first X-Men movie from 2000. They just started adding the Marvel X-Men movies to Disney Plus recently too. I know a lot of you were asking about that. To mark the occasion, Hugh Jackman posted this funny video of himself behind the scenes on the first X-Men movie fighting a Wolverine action figure wearing the classic yellow costume from the comics. He's too good. He's mesmerizing. The joke there is that Hugh Jackman is just making fun of himself from that first movie because when he took the job as Wolverine, he didn't know how hard it would be to get in shape to play him and run around shirtless through most of that movie. So they had to film him in really weird ways just to hide that he wasn't super swole yet until the last few weeks of filming six months later when he had finally gotten huge enough. As you probably remember, this scene that they were filming right here was him escaping from the med bay after Fomka's Jean Grey starts checking him out. So I know a lot of you were asking me about all the Disney Plus account X-Men posts the past week because the Disney Plus social accounts just in general were posting a ton of X-Men stuff to get everyone hyped up for MCU, Marvel X-Men, and X-Men the Animated Series, which is also on Disney Plus right now. They just really want you to think about X-Men being on Disney Plus. But the bigger deal is actually all about Deadpool 3 in the Deadpool movies. So Hugh Jackman was also posting about himself in X-Men Days of Future Past to celebrate when that movie came to Disney Plus last week. He's been posting a lot of X-Men Wolverine stuff the past couple of weeks and doing a couple interviews. I've already done a couple Wolverine videos on my channel about that stuff, so I'll add links in the description. But when that happened, both he and Ryan Reynolds went on about how it's the first movie of any kind, not just a Marvel movie, to air on Disney Plus completely uncensored. So the reason this is a big deal is because Hugh Jackman gets pretty naked on screen and drops a couple F-bombs. There's a little bit of other language, it's just that the F-bombs are usually where Disney draws the line in terms of content on Disney Plus. So number four, of course, Ryan Reynolds chiming in appropriately joining by saying that it's time to do the same thing for Deadpool, meaning putting the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus once the legacy deals expire. No matter what, Disney can't put movies or TV shows on Disney Plus if they're still under licensing deals with, say, like Netflix or other streaming outlets and broadcasters. 
That's why X-Men Days of Future Past is the only X-Men movie on Disney Plus right now. The other X-Men movies are just stuck under deals with other places that haven't expired yet, but by next year, most of the X-Men movies will be on there. The big question when Disney was still in the middle of buying Fox last year and getting all the X-Men characters back was what they would do with Deadpool, because he's a rated R franchise to begin with. First the Disney CEO, then Kevin Feige, the Deadpool writers, all said pretty much the same thing that they would be allowed to continue making rated R Deadpool movies so Deadpool 3 would at least at first be rated R. But when it came to Disney Plus, it was a little bit different. The Disney CEO said last year that they had no plans to put the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus because they were rated R and at the time they wanted to keep Disney Plus firmly PG-13 because at first most of the people buying Disney Plus were families with young children that wanted that library Disney content. Now it's a little bit different because they have big programming like the Marvel Disney Plus shows, they have The Mandalorian which has blown up huge coming into The Mandalorian Season 2, so you have a lot of older people, middle-aged people that are now starting to buy into Disney Plus finally. But last year after it launched, there were a few movies that were PG-13 on Disney Plus that they still wound up censoring language and violence out of a little bit. PG-13 isn't really that violent or gratuitous, but somehow Disney still found stuff to trim out. That all changed this past week with X-Men Days of Future Past, 100% uncensored, full-on, naked Hugh Jackman walking through frame like it's no big deal, dropping F-bombs all over the place in Disney's backyard, and they're totally cool with it. So three, Ryan Reynolds is basically saying that they found a way to bend time and space with the Infinity Gauntlet and get the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus eventually. Even get Deadpool 3 on there too when it gets made in a couple years. Obviously, we're still a ways off from them making Deadpool 3. But it's also further confirmation that they intend on making a Deadpool 3 movie if there were any doubters that were still out there. A while ago, there were a bunch of Rob Liefeld Twitter posts and interviews. He claimed that Marvel was never going to make Deadpool 3. They had no intention of doing it. Right after Ryan Reynolds literally said on national television that they were in the middle of working on the movie. So that should be your first clue that the movie's actually happening. Ryan Reynolds spent most of last year going to meetings at Marvel, starting to figure out their early work. So then Marina Baccarin came out a little while ago too and said that she hadn't really heard much about her role in Deadpool 3 because they were still in the middle of writing the movie. So the fact that they're writing Deadpool 3 should be a clue that they're making Deadpool 3. I think when Marvel got all those characters back last year, people just expected Deadpool 3 to happen right away, which isn't the case. Marvel already has the next three to five years mapped out in terms of which movies they're doing, even though the virus kind of added a year to that because of all the delays. There might be a few changes towards the end of that schedule, but for the most part, all these movies in Marvel Phase 4 and the Marvel Phase 5 schedule have been decided. If you look at the Phase 5 schedule here, which before the virus was just 2022 and 2023, the first part of Marvel Phase 5, not the entire Marvel Phase 5, some of these movies they still haven't publicly announced yet, but based on other sources, these are what I think some of those are going to be. Like Spider-Man 4 has already been confirmed by Sony, even though they haven't put a date on it yet, it's probably going to be happening here. The Marvel reboot of Fantastic Four is probably happening somewhere in here, and we just found out about Ant-Man 3 and Captain Marvel 2. So Deadpool 3 and say like the Blade movie will also probably happen somewhere in here too. So number two, Disney hasn't said anything about when the Deadpool movies previous licensing deals are up. So right now they couldn't put them on Disney Plus even if they wanted to. But the key to all of this is Once Upon a Deadpool. If you never saw that Deadpool movie, technically it's kind of like a third Deadpool movie, but it's not Deadpool 3. It's just the PG-13 alternate cut of Deadpool 2 with a bunch of different scenes and footage. 
So it kind of feels like a different movie, especially with all the Fred Savage Princess Bride parody scenes. There's a scene during that where Deadpool at the beginning literally explains to Fred Savage exactly what the movie is and why he's being censored. What, what the f- Easy now, hey. The only F-bomb we're using around here is Fred Savage. Now, I want you to take a deep breath and listen to me very carefully, Frederick. You're in a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, which means we only get two one and a glass of white wine. Are you bleeping yourself? You bet your voice and little but right now, they could literally just slap Once Upon a Deadpool up on Disney+. Plus. It's good to go. But they'd also have to give the same treatment, the same alternate cut, quote-unquote, to the first Deadpool movie, too, which would take a little bit of work. So no timeline on when that would happen, but based on Ryan Reynolds' posts and his jokes, it sounds like they're figuring that out right now. So number one, even though Deadpool 3 probably isn't going to get released till at least 2023 or 2024, they're still going to release a rated R theatrical cut initially before they give it the Once Upon a Deadpool treatment. The way Ryan Reynolds talks about Marvel and Kevin Feige, they're excited to do the movie, but the big issue right now, the big sticking point in terms of story, is Marvel still trying to figure out how they're going to integrate the Deadpool character into the MCU and whether or not all of his future movies will be traditional MCU canon or if they'll just treat them like the New Mutants movie. New Mutants is being released by Disney and Marvel. Eventually, we should add, after getting six different release dates, maybe someday we'll get to see that movie. So the movie doesn't really reference any MCU stuff like Avengers Endgame, The Snap, any of the Infinity Saga movies, and the MCU movies in the future won't reference these characters, at least for right now. The thought is that if it's successful enough, Marvel might eventually bring some of these characters back in future X-Men-related movies. Right now, Deadpool sounds like his rated R movies like Deadpool 3 will just be their own thing. They'll make jokes about the MCU, reference MCU events like The Snap, Avengers Endgame, make jokes about Iron Man dying like he made jokes about Wolverine dying during Deadpool 2, make Spider-Man jokes. But you won't actually see Deadpool and Spider-Man cross paths or Deadpool and the Avengers together on screen until Deadpool shows up in another PG-13 traditional MCU movie. And when he does, he'll sound and feel more like the Deadpool from Once Upon a Deadpool. Let me know in the comments, though, what is the first MCU movie that you want to see Deadpool cross over with in a big way? My early prediction right now is that it probably won't happen till Avengers 5, but he could always show up anywhere. I'm hoping that they surprise us and he just shows up somewhere unannounced. Everyone, click here to watch Hugh Jackman break down all the Marvel Wolverine movies and click here to learn about Marvel bringing Thanos back in future MCU movies. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. Maximum effort. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie, Maximum Effort. This is going to be my new Deadpool, Marvel, X-Men, Disney Plus video. There were a couple big announcements and some cool stuff that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman were doing last week. 
So if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. We'll do a new Amazon giveaway. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know what you want them to do with Deadpool in the MCU. Really big stuff first, just starting with number five. If you didn't see what was going on, recently Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds were celebrating the anniversary of the first X-Men movie from 2000. They just started adding the Marvel X-Men movies to Disney Plus recently too. I know a lot of you were asking about that. To mark the occasion, Hugh Jackman posted this funny video of himself behind the scenes on the first X-Men movie fighting a Wolverine action figure wearing the classic yellow costume from the comics. He's too good. He's mesmerizing. The joke there is that Hugh Jackman is just making fun of himself from that first movie because when he took the job as Wolverine, he didn't know how hard it would be to get in shape to play him and run around shirtless through most of that movie. So they had to film him in really weird ways just to hide that he wasn't super swole yet until the last few weeks of filming six months later when he had finally gotten huge enough. As you probably remember, this scene that they were filming right here was him escaping from the med bay after Fomka's Jean Grey starts checking him out. So I know a lot of you were asking me about all the Disney Plus account X-Men posts the past week because the Disney Plus social accounts just in general were posting a ton of X-Men stuff to get everyone hyped up for MCU, Marvel X-Men, and X-Men the Animated Series, which is also on Disney Plus right now. They just really want you to think about X-Men being on Disney Plus. But the bigger deal is actually all about Deadpool 3 in the Deadpool movies. So Hugh Jackman was also posting about himself in X-Men Days of Future Past to celebrate when that movie came to Disney Plus last week. He's been posting a lot of X-Men Wolverine stuff the past couple of weeks and doing a couple interviews. I've already done a couple Wolverine videos on my channel about that stuff, so I'll add links in the description. But when that happened, both he and Ryan Reynolds went on about how it's the first movie of any kind, not just a Marvel movie, to air on Disney Plus completely uncensored. So the reason this is a big deal is because Hugh Jackman gets pretty naked on screen and drops a couple F-bombs. There's a little bit of other language, it's just that the F-bombs are usually where Disney draws the line in terms of content on Disney Plus. So number four, of course, Ryan Reynolds chiming in, appropriately joining by saying that it's time to do the same thing for Deadpool, meaning putting the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus once the legacy deals expire. No matter what, Disney can't put movies or TV shows on Disney Plus if they're still under licensing deals with, say, like Netflix or other streaming outlets and broadcasters. That's why X-Men Days of Future Past is the only X-Men movie on Disney Plus right now. The other X-Men movies are just stuck under deals with other places that haven't expired yet. But by next year, most of the X-Men movies will be on there. The big question when Disney was still in the middle of buying Fox last year and getting all the X-Men characters back was what they would do with Deadpool. Because he's a rated R franchise to begin with. First the Disney CEO, then Kevin Feige, the Deadpool writers, all said pretty much the same thing that they would be allowed to continue making rated R Deadpool movies, so Deadpool 3 would at least, at first, be rated R. But when it came to Disney+, Plus, it was a little bit different. The Disney CEO said last year that they had no plans to put the Deadpool movies on Disney+, Plus because they were rated R, and at the time, they wanted to keep Disney+, Plus firmly PG-13. Because at first, most of the people buying Disney+, Plus were families with young children that wanted that library Disney content. Now it's a little bit different because they have big programming like the Marvel Disney Plus shows, they have The Mandalorian which has blown up huge coming into The Mandalorian Season 2, so you have a lot of older people, middle-aged people that are now starting to buy into Disney Plus finally. But last year after it launched, there were a few movies that were PG-13 on Disney Plus that they still wound up censoring language and violence out of a little bit. PG-13 isn't really that violent or gratuitous, but somehow Disney still found stuff to trim out. 
That all changed this past week with X-Men Days of Future Past, 100% uncensored, full-on, naked Hugh Jackman walking through frame like it's no big deal, dropping F-bombs all over the place in Disney's backyard, and they're totally cool with it. So three, Ryan Reynolds is basically saying that they found a way to bend time and space with the Infinity Gauntlet and get the Deadpool movies on Disney Plus eventually. Even get Deadpool 3 on there too when it gets made in a couple years. Obviously, we're still a ways off from them making Deadpool 3. But it's also further confirmation that they intend on making a Deadpool 3 movie if there were any doubters that were still out there. A while ago, there were a bunch of Rob Liefeld Twitter posts and interviews. He claimed that Marvel was never going to make Deadpool 3. They had no intention of doing it. Right after Ryan Reynolds literally said on national television that they were in the middle of working on the movie. So that should be your first clue that the movie is actually happening. Ryan Reynolds spent most of last year going to meetings at Marvel, starting to figure out their early work. So then Marina Bacharin came out a little while ago, too, and said that she hadn't really heard much about her role in Deadpool 3 because they were still in the middle of writing the movie. So the fact that they're writing Deadpool 3 should be a clue that they're making Deadpool 3. I think when Marvel got all those characters back last year, people just expected Deadpool 3 to happen right away, which isn't the case. Marvel already has the next three to five years mapped out in terms of which movies they're doing, even though the virus kind of added a year to that because of all the delays. There might be a few changes towards the end of that schedule, but for the most part, all these movies in Marvel Phase 4 and the Marvel Phase 5 schedule have been decided. If you look at the Phase 5 schedule here, which before the virus was just 2022 and 2023, the first part of Marvel Phase 5, not the entire Marvel Phase 5, some of these movies they still haven't publicly announced yet, but based on other sources, these are what I think some of those are going to be. Like Spider-Man 4 has already been confirmed by Sony, even though they haven't put a date on it yet, it's probably going to be happening here. The Marvel reboot of Fantastic Four is probably happening somewhere in here, and we just found out about Ant-Man 3 and Captain Marvel 2. So Deadpool 3 and say like the Blade movie will also probably happen somewhere in here too. So number two, Disney hasn't said anything about when the Deadpool movie's previous licensing deals are up. So right now they couldn't put them on Disney Plus even if they wanted to. But the key to all of this is Once Upon a Deadpool. If you never saw that Deadpool movie, technically it's kind of like a third Deadpool movie, but it's not Deadpool 3. It's just the PG-13 alternate cut of Deadpool 2 with a bunch of different scenes and footage. So it kind of feels like a different movie, especially with all the Fred Savage Princess Bride parody scenes. There's a scene during that where Deadpool at the beginning literally explains to Fred Savage exactly what the movie is and why he's being censored. What, what the f- Easy now, hey. The only F-bomb we're using around here is Fred Savage. Now, I want you to take a deep breath and listen to me very carefully, Frederick. You're in a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, which means we only get two one f and a glass of white wine. Are you bleeping yourself? You bet your voice and little I am. But right now, they could literally just slap Once Upon a Deadpool up on Disney Plus. It's good to go. But they'd also have to give the same treatment, the same alternate cut, quote unquote, to the first Deadpool movie too, which would take a little bit of work. So no timeline on when that would happen. But based on Ryan Reynolds' posts and his jokes, it sounds like they're figuring that out right now. So number one, even though Deadpool 3 probably isn't going to get released till at least 2023 or 2024, they're still going to release a rated R theatrical cut initially before they give it the Once Upon a Deadpool treatment. The way Ryan Reynolds talks about Marvel and Kevin Feige, they're excited to do the movie, but the big issue right now, the big sticking point in terms of story, is Marvel still trying to figure out how they're going to integrate the Deadpool character into the MCU and whether or not 
all of his future movies will be traditional MCU canon or if they'll just treat them like the New Mutants movie. New Mutants is being released by Disney and Marvel. Eventually, we should add, after getting six different release dates, maybe someday we'll get to see that movie. So the movie doesn't really reference any MCU stuff like Avengers Endgame, The Snap, any of the Infinity Saga movies, and the MCU movies in the future won't reference these characters, at least for right now. The thought is that if it's successful enough, Marvel might eventually bring some of these characters back in future X-Men related movies. Right now, Deadpool sounds like his rated R movies like Deadpool 3 will just be their own thing. They'll make jokes about the MCU, reference MCU events like The Snap, Avengers Endgame, make jokes about Iron Man dying like he made jokes about Wolverine dying during Deadpool 2, make Spider-Man jokes. But you won't actually see Deadpool and Spider-Man cross paths or Deadpool and the Avengers together on screen until Deadpool shows up in another PG-13 traditional MCU movie. And when he does, he'll sound and feel more like the Deadpool from Once Upon a Deadpool. Let me know in the comments though, what is the first MCU movie that you want to see Deadpool cross over with in a big way? My early prediction right now is that it probably won't happen till Avengers 5, but he could always show up anywhere. I'm hoping that they surprise us and he just shows up somewhere unannounced. Everyone click here to watch Hugh Jackman break down all the Marvel Wolverine movies and click here to learn about Marvel bringing Thanos back in future MCU movies. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. Maximum effort. What's going on guys welcome to everything always my name is michael roman now while we eagerly anticipate any official news from marvel studios as far as the films and productions they already have this year there aren't many of us who are expecting any news at least for the rest of the calendar year on any new projects from marvel studios it's probably going to be san diego comic-con 2021 at best and only then but in the meantime we have ubiquitous industry insider friend of the channel mikey sutton with some brand new news on a franchise they hope to bring into the mcu to make good on a horribly gone wrong TV series. We're going to break down what he had to say about the Inhumans, his previous scoops from last weekend, including an exclusive on how they'll cross over with the Fantastic Four coming up here in the MCU. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane XM Studios 1 scale Beta Ray Bill, which we're steadily climbing towards, and at the end of this year, our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around at the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there now as many of you probably are aware the inhumans were originally slated back during the infinity saga to be a film in the marvel cinematic universe not a tv series over at abc but when there was a rift among top brass over at marvel studios and disney there was a reshuffling that's what led to the inhumans turning into a tv show and no longer being underneath kevin feige but now apparently since they have all of the right and that TV show failed as quickly as it did, they will be rebooting the franchise in the MCU. This is something that was rumored, but now confirmed by Mikey Sutton. And also, according to him and his sources, all of the public campaigning by Vin Diesel in interviews to try to get the role of Black Bolt may have worked as Marvel Studios is looking at him to take up the role in their new rebooted franchise for the MCU. Of course, Vin Diesel did play Groot, but he only had three lines, I am Groot, and was hidden under CGI. Now he would be taking taking up a character 
who doesn't speak at all. Now before we get into why this makes a lot of sense for what's coming up in Marvel Phase 4, especially Miss Marvel and her origin with the Inhumans, Mikey Sutton in a further exclusive went on to explain the bigger picture and what may come down the road for a Fantastic Four versus Inhumans iteration and his scoop starts as such, his scream can slice cities in half and alien whale that with enough intensity has the decibel crush of the sky's cries if they are slashed by God. When a group of explorers rocket into his hidden city in the Himalayas, Black Bolt launches a ferocious attack on the ship's crew, the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards and his wife Sue, her brother Johnny Storm, and Reed's best friend Ben Grimm find themselves in the cockpit of an exploding jet. Sue quickly envelops her family with the force field to protect them, but they quickly adapt into action. Johnny flames on, his body on fire as he soars down to fight the surprised enemy below. But Black Bolt is not alone. He has a family of his own, a royal one, Medusa, Crystal, Gorgon, and Triton. All in full costume, all in their Jack Kirby glory. Marvel TV once adapted a no-budget take on the Inhumans, it went nowhere fizzling fast. The current plan is to recast and reboot the royal family. All the buildup from Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D will finally pay off. It's unknown exactly where the Inhumans will first debut in the MCU, but they are planning on having them appear in the Fantastic Four 2. Long-range goals have always been the plan over at Marvel Studios. Discussion began years in advance before directors and screenwriters are hired, and that's where the Inhumans are at the moment, waiting in the Himalayas of imagination before a sound that can be heard around the world. Again, this is a scoop from Mikey Sutton, who often writes his scoops in prose, and they're creatively painting a picture of what the scene may look like as we work towards what he has rumored to be and what we've seen some easter eggs for in the previous Infinity Saga, where we're going with all this in the new Avengers, none other than the Illuminati, where someone like Reed Richards and Black Bolt would coexist, hopefully with Doctor Strange and maybe even that AI version of Tony Stark if they ever bring him back. Either way, it has also always been Marvel Studios' way to pit the superheroes against each other, and we have seen this on the big screen time and time again. So of course, if Reed Richards and Black Bolt, if the Inhumans and the Fantastic Four are going to come to work together, they at some point are going to square off, and you can just imagine how that's going to look. Now, obviously, the Inhumans have a place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we mentioned after the prologue, but before this exclusive, they have ties directly to Miss Marvel, and it's hard to imagine that Disney and Marvel Studios had a plan of making a Miss Marvel series without tying anything to the Inhumans themselves, especially considering, like he said in this exclusive, and as we all know, the TV series fizzled out really fast. It didn't exist in the zeitgeist for that long, it wasn't seen by that many people, meaning there's not the same sort of hangover from something like The Punisher or The Daredevil where we want to see those actors immediately recast in those roles putting a really tough situation on Marvel Studios' plate. Same situation with Deadpool. What do you do when people love the character and they want the same actor, but that version of the character has a story in a different cinematic universe that doesn't exist anymore? That's not the case with the Inhumans opening up Marvel Studios to do whatever they'd like. Now, some other things I want to talk about, basically big picture in the Marvel Cinematic Universe world. What's going on with industry insiders at the moment? What's going on with Marvel Studios? And my thoughts on it, as I haven't really found a place to work these ideas in anywhere. I've sort of been jumping from video video being like, ah, this isn't the one. This is the video that I want to talk to you about it because I'm starting to get DMs, I'm starting to get emails, even people, my contemporaries in the industry, starting to worry about what's going on with just the movie studios in general, what's going on with box offices, what happens if at the end of the year, 
uh, Marvel Studios can't safely release Black Widow in theaters. I want to talk about this for a moment because I lived in LA for a long time. I uh, chased music before I did YouTube and uh, having lived in LA and now Atlanta, which are the two top cities for film, tons of my friends are in all levels behind and in front of the camera in the film industry. And uh, I actually do want to play a case of worst case scenario. What happens again if Marvel Studios can't safely release Black Widow at the end of this year, if going to the theater and while well, box office takes start to dwindle, if they have to sort of work out a deal for video on demand releases, what's going to happen to a huge blockbuster film when it takes $150 million, which was the budget on, say, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but was also the almost exact budget on Spider-Man Far From Home in $160 million, what are we going to end up getting? And I want everybody to take a deep breath for a moment. Check it out. Kevin Feige is always going to be in charge of Marvel Studios unless he decides to leave. All of the actors and actresses who play their roles in these parts of the MCU are still going to be the same actors and actresses who play those roles. And in fact, that sort of goes all the way down the totem pole. All the same top CGI houses that want to work on Marvel and that Marvel needs because they demand their skill set and their cutting-edge CGI technology, those are still the same CGI houses. All the guys that direct, all the guys that executively produce, the producers, all of the uh, directors of photography, they're all still in the same position they were in the world. So while box offices may shrink, while the numbers may start to look smaller, while things may start to shrink in budget, size and shape, if they do end up moving to sort of a video on demand, for let's say some temporary future, I don't know, a year or two, I, I know nothing about science, who knows when things may return to some bit of normalcy, but you have to remember that all of these same actors and actresses, all of the same talent, will still be in all of the same places making this content. Again, while the box office take may shrink, while we may not be going to the theater to sort of make them a billion dollars back, you're not going to have people deciding they don't want to act anymore or they don't want to be in movies anymore or make film anymore because the numbers are smaller. You'll find that most people who are still in that industry at any level, successful or not, are in it because they love it. And when it comes to something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's a quote from Dan Harmon, who's the creator on Rick and Morty, when he first went over to Marvel Studios. And if you guys don't know this, a ton of writers from Rick and Morty are in charge of Marvel Phase 4. Like a ton of them. In fact, all of the Disney Plus series are being directed and or written on by people who used to work on Rick and Morty. That's because they're trying to tackle huge ideas like time travel and multiverses and they want to do it in a way that's intelligent and doesn't sort of create plot holes, which Rick and Morty is really good at. When Dan Harmon first went over there to talk to them, his quote about the experience was, man, it feels like the good guys won. It feels like the guys who care about these projects are the ones finally working on them. And that's the same for everybody involved. And so while there is sort of this fear that Marvel Studios may not do as many projects, we're still going to get the same movies and the same experience, at least in our own homes and with each other here on the internet, that we would get anywhere else. We're just going to be missing that box office feel. And for me, I do look forward to the day when we can all cram back in theaters so that we can cheer together for Avengers Endgame. Because let's face it, if we had all watched that alone in our houses, it, it would have been awesome, but it wouldn't have been the same, especially if we didn't have our MCU buddy with us, our friends that watch this and that we talk to about all the time. Lucky for me, I've got all of you guys, um, and very rarely do I get to interact with you on a level that's past me just sort of telling you about what's going on in the MCU news world. However, in this case, I wanted to share my feelings on it because I know there's some trepidation 
information and some cautious and if my DMs and my emails and all the comments that you guys leave are evidence of this, I hope that this has addressed it and maybe calmed and soothed some fears. Guys, there will still be an MCU. Kevin Feige will still be in charge. The actors will be the same. The CGI houses will be the same. The top writers will be the same. The only thing that may change are the numbers on top of this all, but we're still gonna get the same quality MCU. And as evidence of this, you're starting to hear all of these plot leaks and rumors and forward-thinking discussions about how expansive and interconnected this is gonna get. As consumers, all we care about is the quality, and that's not gonna go down no matter how it happens in theaters, and or releases in home. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, both on the Inhumans finally coming back into the MCU, and if you yourself have pondered what's going on with the movie industry and what the future looks like, don't worry, be excited, and honestly, guys, humans have always found a way to adapt and persevere. In this case, I find it'll be no different. I hope you guys are staying happy and safe out there for sure, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark, and of course, we will switch over to the PlayStation 5, but we're a long way off that now. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this 1 4th scale insane quality XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. This is in no way an action figure, at almost a full 3 feet tall, 30 inches, it's an immaculately sculpted museum quality representation. We're also giving away our third Infinity Saga box set here at the channel at the end of this year. Guys, when these sold out in pre-order, they absolutely skyrocketed in price on the secondary market. This is the third and final one we've gotten our hands on here at the channel to give away at the end of the year. If you want to be entered to win, all the same rules will always apply for any of the prizes here at the channel. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the video the same way we're doing here, and if you missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do, scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement and the subscriber count in the video, click on that, and scroll to the end. My name's Michael Roman, this is Everything Always. Guys, thanks so much for checking out the channel, and stick around, we'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now in a video we posted just days ago with the future of Marvel Studios attached to the end of the title, we offered some small discourse on what we thought would happen in our opinion if Marvel Studios in fact can't release Black Widow safely in theaters by the end of the year. Now incidentally enough, Synchronicity would have it, The Hollywood Reporter running a story today much in the same light but coming from one of their analysts in the industry saying that he doesn't see theaters coming back to the middle of 2021. We're going to break down exactly what he said in the interview, someone who's definitely qualified to make that call, what he sees it meaning for the future of the MCU, and more specifically, what it means for the future of the Black Widow film, whether we'd actually get it directly on Disney+, Plus. the huge problem with that, or if we're going to have to wait till summer of 2021. Like I said, we're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So just moments ago in the prologue, I referred to the analyst who's consulted in this Hollywood Reporter story as someone who's in the industry, but to be specific, he's a stock analyst. 
what they do is sort of rate stocks and what's going on with companies based on how they see the landscape. Why this is super important is that he came out and said that he's cutting stock on Disney altogether because he doesn't see films or theaters back in full swing until at least midsummer of next year, 2021. This is the exact quote. We had previously assumed that where we'd be right now would be relatively halted with social distancing requirements significantly lessened by the end of 2020. Instead, what we have now is an extended timeline till at least mid 2021. The situation remains very fluid and we do not rule out the possibility that the impact could last even longer. Now, while the rest of the article also focuses on Disney's theme parks being closed, how that affects their fiscal year 2020, which actually ends in the end of September. It's weird sometimes how companies do this. The fiscal year is not the same as the calendar year. Either way, this guy is reporting on the future of the company and being realistic from a financial aspect, saying, hey, look, theaters back in the end of this year just doesn't seem likely, especially how things have been going in the United States real recently. Well, what does that mean for Black Widow? Obviously, it would be best suited for the company after an almost full year delay at this point to go ahead and release it on Disney Plus via VOD. But we all know what happened between AMC and Regal Theaters and Universal when they decided to go ahead and release Trolls on VOD. They basically blackballed themselves out of theaters. Now listen, that's a lot of infighting between two companies that sort of rely on each other. Theaters need movies to be made so that they can sell tickets, but also movies need theaters to go ahead and show their movies so they can sell tickets as well. And what you're seeing there is two partners fighting out in the open when one is deciding to break faith with the other. But there's a good reason you haven't seen other movie studios, namely Marvel and or Disney, do anything like that because they don't want to rock that boat. And also, I think there's a large number of us all across the industry, consumers, connoisseurs, and purveyors alike, who think that anything less than a box office release for Black Widow and a solo movie for Scarlett Johansson that's a long time coming would just somehow be less than. But by the end of the year, if theaters aren't back in full swing and it's all the way till next summer before they can recoup a box office on a film like this, Disney may be left with no other choice. Now listen, I know about all the rumors that were out there. We reported on every single one of them back at first when Black Widow was delayed and before we got an official re-release date from Marvel Studios, but that seemed to divide people into two very clear schools of thought. One that Marvel Studios and Disney would never release a major motion picture like this on video, on demand, no matter what happens, and others who thought it was only a matter of time before that's their only option. It'll be interesting to see what the rumors and thoughts are now, considering that we may be looking at the possibility of theaters going back closed and not open till next summer. Will Marvel Studios and Disney really choose to side with movie theaters and on the side of the box office and wait it out? What you can be assured of, if they chose to do that, is that when we finally were able to go back to movie theaters, if Black Widow was to lead it all off, I think then you could possibly hope to recoup the same amount of box office as long as people feel safe going to theaters that they would have in the first place. But here's the actual reality of it, and like I said in the prologue, we did a video on this just two videos ago. No matter what happens, all the same people, all the same actors and actresses, all the same production crew will be working on these films. And although the box offices may shrink and the numbers may shrink, it'll be the same talent involved. Either way, you don't have to worry about the future of Marvel Studios. One way or another, the content will get made. But my final thought is this. It's not going to be the same unless we can sit in a packed theater and watch these movies together. Yes, will we all watch from our couch with our loved ones and or friends, close-knit families, the people that we've been hanging out with during quarantine, and enjoy the movies just the same, of course. But it's the camaraderie. It's the event. It's the group 
feeling of seeing these Marvel movies with other fans that you know are as committed to the genre and the culture as we are that makes it feel more of a community, more like a collective. And that's the thing that I'm worried about most for the future of Marvel Studios. Will it come back someday? Absolutely. In the meantime, I think a lot of us are going to miss that and we can only hope for the best, but in light of a lot of other things that are going on, of course, this is extremely secondary. And on that note, I hope all of you are still finding a way to live a fulfilled and happy life and remaining safe. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. What do you think about this? Could you see theaters being open by the end of the year? If you do think they were going to be open by the end of the year, are you in fact going to go see Black Widow if it comes out in November? Is there anything that would deter you? And if not, if you think they're still going to be closed until the beginnings of next year, would you feel like it would be less than for a Black Widow franchise for them to end up putting this on VOD? Quite frankly, if we get the other Disney Plus shows, I will not mind if they hold on to Black Widow for as long as they need until we can get back to theaters. I think Scarlett Johansson deserves that. I think the Black Widow character deserves that. And I also like the delineation between major motion pictures and a video on demand release. However, they don't finish those Disney Plus shows. We don't get any Marvel content till 2021. Man, Disney, you better drop that Black Widow. That's all I'm trying to say. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below in the comments. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. Of course, we'll switch over to the PlayStation 5, but we're a long way off that. So for now, PlayStation 4 Pro, it is the next of which 700,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes at the channel. The first of which is this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. These are limited in edition, and on top of that, they are no way an action figure. Standing almost a full 3 feet tall, 30 inches, these are immaculately sculpted museum quality products. This one's from XM Studios, which ships internationally. We have our hands on one here, we're giving away at the channel, as well as our third Infinity Saga box set. Now, if you guys know anything about these, these sold out in pre-order all the way back in last year. And since then, on the secondary market, they have shot up in value. This is going to be the third and final one we give away here at the channel. If you want to be entered to win any of the prizes, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell with notifications turned on. Leave a like and a comment on this video. And because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos. And if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do, scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.